Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome to the Fort Lee Regional Chamber of Commerce Members at Work podcast. I'm your host, Fela, and member, um, and I'm here with my co-host, Executive Director, Hope. How are you, Hope? I'm doing great. All right, and today... Our guest is another fellow member and on the board. He's also a lawyer, author, podcaster, entrepreneur, Martin Asatry. Hello. <laughs> How guys doing? Hope you're safe and sound. We yeah. Are. Good to see you, Martin. Oh, my God. We miss you guys. How are you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Um, you know, that still long, getting... That was a long introduction, fellow. <laughs> lawyer, author. <laughs> It's all you. And hey, I have your your latest book right oh here my God, that I have signed. <laughs> the Ten Laws of Power. Uh, go pick that up um, on Amazon. Uh, it's a great quick read, but uh, gives you some great information. I mean, just how to think like a Jersey lawyer. And uh, Jersey that, that, that says a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. And podcaster. So. Um, you already have a podcast called uh, Jersey Law, New Jersey with a Z. Thanks to Law. you. Yeah. <laughs> I respect you, Jay-Z. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, he gives the blueprint. We just follow it, huh? Right. And <laughs> so, yeah, uh, even with that podcast, it's available on Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Already you had a great podcast uh, with Ken Javerbaum. Yeah, it was great. Uh, just hearing some great jewels from uh, a veteran in the law game That's and true. his his whole thought process. So that was amazing. Congrats on that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, let's let's get from the let's go from the start. What got you into law? Tell us that story. How how did that happen? Um, I uh you know, obviously I immigrated here as a refugee from the Soviet Union. I got into law basically because I was trying to help out some of my relatives that were having a hard time uh, uh, just adjusting to the new world here in the U.S. I did like the law. I, I, I didn't like it academically, but I did like the fact that you're representing someone. Um, it was I was definitely very idealistic before I went to law school and actually practiced law, but it came from a good place. I just wanted to help family, relatives, and friends. Nice. And... Uh, I, uh, I I like public speaking, and that was kind of, you know, that was my love. Probably 12 years old and on, I pretty much knew what I wanted to do. So right. here I am. All right. All right. Good stuff. Uh, so you own your own practice. Uh, when, when did you start up your own shop? Probably two years after law school, which people call oh. career suicide. But, yeah, I, <laughs> I like I like working for myself. I mean, I, I – uh, Earlier on in my career, I, uh, you know, you learn a lot. Uh, you, you realize you have to bring in clients, you have to service clients, you have to run the office all in one shot. But um, it, it paid off for me in huge dividends because there's nothing like uh, being your own boss. You have to be accountable. You can put the 80 hours in or 70 hours in, but at least you're accountable to yourself. But um, it's definitely not easy. You just have to uh, realize in the end, you're your own boss and you have tons of responsibilities and um, mm -hmm. you learn how to delegate over the years. I've gotten better as far as delegating and managing and growing hopefully. So yeah, I, All I got right. my own practice. It's like 12, almost 20 years, 20 years, Man, wow. a long time. two decades. 
Medical uh, malpractice you're doing? I, I, um, I, I do some areas of malpractice, legal malpractice and medical malpractice, but uh, medical malpractice is something where the case has to be very, very strong. I mean, there's a lot of dimensions to it. There's a lot of specialists in that area. But um, unfortunately, most clients that consult someone for medical malpractice may not have all the other elements needed. Um, maybe a, a doctor made a mistake or so forth, but it doesn't really, from a legal standpoint, have all the elements needed. Some do, but hmm. those cases are highly scrutinized. And uh, a good medical malpractice lawyer will let you know, unfortunately, something wrong has occurred, but maybe we don't think that we could undertake that kind of representation. So MedMal is very picky and there's a lot of specialists in that arena, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's, there's a space for that, but you have to realize it's one of those, it's, it's different than negligence and car accident cases, which I respect as well, but it's a very specialized field. So you really should know a lot of what you're doing. You should get a lot of the great experts and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Experts. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, I hope that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what made you get into uh, the other stuff, writing books and expanding on and not just staying in, just doing law? <laughs> you know, that's pretty I, impressive. I was, I was a professor as an adjunct professor at um, oh. William Patterson. Oh. Uh, I taught American government and U.S. government. I taught at Essex County College. I taught at Burlington Community College. I love teaching at night. I mean, uh, you can't survive on that pay during the day, but uh, during the day you practice law and that you um, teach and it actually helps you as a trial lawyer because if you can stand on your feet for three hours and talk about the U.S. Constitution um, ad nauseum, it does help you as a trial lawyer. It makes you understand how amazing and geniuses our founding fathers were. And, you know, kids are great. They ask you good questions. Um, I was, um, you know, some kids scrutinized me a little bit. They thought I was too much of an easy grader. I was giving A's all over the place. And uh, I mean, I know you can't please them all, but I, I definitely uh, uh, I love teaching. And I may, I may go back to it, but my practice is quite full right now. Mm. And even in these circumstances, it's just busier than ever. It's crazy. I, no one really would think that. But um, there's a lot of issues coming up right now that yeah, uh, a lot of lawyers are Expand dealing. on that. What, what's, what's popped up? All right, well, there's a lot, but I want to talk about three areas, if that's okay. I'm somewhat yeah. prepared for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do All it. Right, well, <laughs> this is first deeply philosophical. I, I think when you are quarantined, and these are for the married couples, um, I've gotten some inquiries, uh, voluminous inquiries, quite frankly, um, not from a, a negative standpoint about couples, you know, whether it's a husband calling me or a wife calling me. This this uh, pandemic has caused a lot of people to reflect on life and also reflect on uh, their children and their spouse. And uh, I've gotten some very, very serious calls about people saying, look, I love my spouse and so forth, but what would it take to undertake uh, a dissolution of my marriage or a divorce? Uh, it's not coming from a negative standpoint, but this constant, um, this pandemic has made people really look deeper inside themselves and they're like, I just want to be me. And uh, sometimes they feel like uh, marriage is fantastic, raising children, but they want to move on. And hopefully it's not like something that's completely uh, toxic divorce, but they're looking for something to move on and really discover themselves. A lot of people are going through a lot of reflection right now, hmm. deep reflection. And they're saying, 
I don't know if I'm happy. I don't know if I'm happy with my spouse. So we've gotten a lot of divorce inquiries. I'm sorry. I don't want to be negative about it, but mm-hmm. someone did yeah. write a book called Happily Divorced. Um, <laughs> so that that's an issue that comes up. I think a lot of people are also having that own a lot of real estate. They're having a lot of problem with tenants. Um, mm-hmm. You can't evict a tenant right now for right. time being for obvious reasons. Um, right. uh, but I think sometimes some tenants are taking advantage of that and, uh, I'm not judging them necessarily, but a lot of landlords are complaining that um, that tenants are sort of not paying their rent, um, knowing full well that um, you know eviction is not uh, going to happen in the near term. That doesn't mean that there can't be a lawsuit against them later on, but I think um, that's some of the inquiries that are going on. Some people own like multiple homes and they own a lot of real estate, and they're <laughs> frustrated that the tenants are not paying. It is a touchy area. Maybe they can't pay. Maybe they have no money. Maybe they just lost a job. Like you have to be really compassionate toward that. Yeah. But um, so we've gotten calls from both ends and uh, we're trying to realize like, look, ultimately, if you live with your landlord, um, it's better not to have a contentious situation. Because landlord tenant situations sometimes are so, so uh, contentious and they can get really bad. So that's those are the calls we've been getting in. And obviously the third topic is uh, people have been inquiring whether or not they could take action against nursing homes for, you know, a wrongful death. And uh, that's a very cutting edge issue because some of the answers, you cannot be a hundred percent concrete with your answers because it's fluid. Uh, the reality is you have an aggrieved family member say, look, I believe so-and-so nursing home X failed to follow by the CDC guidelines, they failed to do X, Y, and Z, and now they've lost a, a loved one, which is very, very tragic. Right? Um, um, that's on the one hand, and on the other hand, um, you have to see if whether or not there's negligence exists. So you have to look at it with a very detached standpoint. But some some of these uh, cases, they can be very grotesque, where they knew there was a problem. Um, they fail to rectify for a significant amount of time. And it's not easy though. I don't want to pretend that's easy. And, and unfortunately people get passed away and those are serious cases. And uh, we've gotten a lot of inquiries about that. And uh, although we're taking intakes, we're also letting them know that is a fluid situation and uh, we will uh, do the best we can under moving circumstances. But quite frankly, if there is some gross negligence, um, you, you may have to just file suit against those individual uh, owners because people died. You know, it's uh, it's tough. No one expected this pandemic to happen. And uh, maybe it was foreseeable. Maybe it wasn't foreseeable, but you had to take the right measures. You know, dovetailing that, I think that there's a lot of people have been calling me, particularly nurses, who um, may were threatened to lose their job um, if they didn't go to work. Uh, they were mm-hmm. frightened. Uh, they didn't want to be cannon fodder. They didn't want to be, uh, they, they love service. They love taking care of people. But at the same time, they wanted to have those safety, um, uh, was it PPE, what it's called? They wanted all of that. And quite frankly, if you see other countries, they look like they have astronaut suits. And they were sending out our beloved nurses to, uh, this was bandanas and garbage bags. I don't, I hope that's not an exaggeration, but it was real. And yeah, listen, yeah, I have no problem d- discharging my duty as a nurse, for example, or a doctor. But you got to give me the right equipment. I mean, I'm, I'm not, it's not a suicide mission. I didn't sign up for that one. 
Right. I agreed that you give me all the protective gear and I'll go to work. But um, they were being bullied, some of these people. I'm not going to mention the names of hospitals, obviously, but some of the staff really treated these people. Uh, and, you know, uh, we're all due respect to saying, let's, you know, let's make this, let's pay respect to nurses. And they were clapping. And listen, uh, I don't think that's the answer. The answer is give them additional pay, give them uh, bonuses. What they did for us is unbelievable. And thank God we are flattening the curve, but the way they were being treated, you know, and also if, let's say you're a single mom and you're a nurse, your kid is home because they closed up the school. You have to be with your child and, and homeschool the child. And then the hospital's calling you and they're saying, look, you need to go to work or else. So uh, those are the problems that we had to deal with. Hopefully things are getting a little bit better. And thank God the northern region of our state is flattening out. Um, you know, I'm staying at an optimistic outlook, cautiously guarded. Um, we're doing well. But there was a point where some of these nurses, aides, surgical assistants, whatever, all types of people were making a decision, should I go to work knowing I'm not going to have the proper protection materials or not go to work and face getting fired. And then I don't know where I can get my next job from at that time. Uh, it was really bad. And I have represented some people where I uh, would know in certain terms of saying, you can't do that to a nurse. Nurses, uh, to me, I love nurses. And you just can't do that to someone. Um, and you can't say, well, you, you signed on for this. You signed on for working in a hospital with the proper safety right. things. And, they didn't sign on for uh, being cannon fodder. And, and quite frankly, keep the cap clapping to yourself. And if you want to give them extra money or bonuses or whatever, that's fine. But don't patronize them. I, I thought they were being patronized a little bit. And uh, that goes for all first responders, all of them. I, I, I think they're heroes, uh, but at the same time, they should, they should have the right amount of equipment, um, in my opinion. So we're getting a lot of calls for um, people that want to take employment law types of cases against their employer. If they were wrongfully discharged, they were discharged under these very, very stressful circumstances. And for the most part, I think that the hospitals did their best, but I think there were some examples where they were not following employment law, whether it's federal or state. I think they did violate some of the guidelines as far as uh, their, their fair treatment of mm -hmm. these nurses who have a 90% approval rating. The last person you want to mess with is a nurse. <laughs> Because these juries, I love, love nurses. Mm -hmm. They don't trust any other profession more, in my opinion, than they trust nurses. So, um, you know, um, we'll undertake some representation of that as well because, I don't know, I, I really feel strongly that they were treated poorly under these circumstances. And unfortunately, a lot of them gave, it, gave, gave their lives and uh, they didn't have the protective equipment. They just didn't have it. And look, I don't know who to blame for that. That's not my job. But you would think that a pandemic is foreseeable. And you think that they'd have the right equipment, uh, maybe nothing of, of the scale, but you think that would be foreseeable. So I, I think it, it is incumbent on these hospitals to have the materials and the ventilators, they have to basically are begging for ventilators. Um, and if you're a patient and, and you hear this stuff, it drives you, it must be frightening. Right, yeah. That, you know, if we had a ventilator, you could have your your so loved one could be alive right now. That stuff is scary. Um, look, we're not out of the woods yet. I do think that um, you know these briefings by the governor—they're very helpful, informative. I would I get up every morning, watch them. 
Um, and they're very helpful. I think that they are moving in the right direction, but you know, some of these states are op opening up. I don't, I'm not going to say it's too early or not. That's not the game I'm getting into, but um, so divorces is one. I don't know what you guys think about mm -hmm. that. <laughs> Two, we have landlord tenant issues mm -hmm. and, and the other one is on employment issues um, that's coming up. And probably a yeah, fourth one is, these, good, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, was say that I could see where that'll be the next hot area because mm -hmm. as you think about mm -hmm. going back to work, a lot of people are nervous about going back to work. Is it too soon? Am I safe? What's the employer going to do for me to keep me safe? Right, mm -hmm. and, and are people going to follow the social distancing? I mean, it's going to be difficult. I mean, I think people have gotten used to it, but um, in stressful situations, whether it's at a law firm or a hospital, uh, sometimes you forget to do it and, and you're violating CDC guidelines. I mean, I really think that uh, there's going to be a lot of issues that are going to come up and I don't know what the new normal is going to be, but there's going to be a new face in America. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of things that... Um, concerts, football games, basketball games, all these other things. I just don't know. And comedy clubs, which I used to love a lot. I don't know if they're coming back anytime soon. And some people are trying to do comedy without an audience. You just can't do it. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. um, anything else? And what uh, was number four you were about to? People have in their insurance policy something called a business interruption. Um, and oh, yeah. You have to understand that Main Street got slammed. We're talking about the mom and pop stores. I'm not worried about the chains. Mm -hmm. They're fine. They had rainy day funds from here to maybe the next decade. They're fine. But mom and pop stores don't. And, uh, you know, we, we may have seen 40 to 50% of all these Main Street stores, which, by the way, provide amazing food or apparel or whatever it is, handed down from generation to generation, gone. Just like that, uh, because they didn't have three or four months to carry them. Some of them were having a very hard time getting the small business loans. And although the stimulus was good, I don't know if not every single one got it. And I no. did see a lot of you. The Los Angeles Lakers got it. Thank God for that. But some of the mom and pop pizzerias are having a hard time. But what happened it. to the thing? I thought the whole point was it was for small businesses. That's what upsets me. You know, I've been on webinar after webinar with the New Jersey Chamber and the U.S. Chamber and all kinds of experts. And everybody's saying it's for small businesses. And you have these big companies that got loans and, you know, 90% of our chamber, 80% of our chamber is small businesses and they're not getting the loans. So, you know, there's a saying, uh, it's called might makes right. And unfortunately, I don't believe in it, but these big businesses, um, they have different uh, access than the average mom and pop store. And I think th they uh, analyzed it. They may have had their law firms file for them. Maybe they had all their ducks in a row before anybody else did. And they were online. And uh, I just can't see it. I mean, it's shameful. If you are the Los Angeles Lakers, all due respect to Laker fans out there, you've got to give that money back. Come on. I mean, $50 million or something like that they got. You know, that money could be better used by um, candy stores, nail salons, pizzerias. You know, look, we're in Burton County. Nail salons, hair cutting places, pizzerias, uh, little sushi places. They may be gone. 
like gone. Like, and uh, and I don't know if they reopen whether people are going to go back full force. They're still going to be limping through, and and there's a point where the owners are going to be like, I can't take it anymore. I'm done. So bankruptcy filings are probably going to be going up. Um, whether it's chapter seven or eleven or thirteen, foreclosures are probably going to go up. I mean, there's a lot of things that's going to happen. Uh, I think the legal practice is going to be rigorous. I just, there's going to be a lot of issues. And, you know, the day of the, the small business, I don't see how they could survive this. Because if we get a second wave of the pandemic, they reopen, then they have to reclose. I think they're going to throw in a towel. Yeah, it'll be a disaster. And uh, it's going to be a new world. A brave new world out there. But Anything else, guys? I think it's also a time where if you are a small business and you take the use this time right now where we have to be home to think about how you're doing things in your business and how can you improve, streamline, you know, what you're doing and get your, if you have employees, get them involved in the process. Because I was in on a bunch of webinars last week where um a brewery started making hand sanitizer and they're still making beer. And so they've doubled their market share and it's amazing some of the stories. So I think it's possible if you don't yes. just waste this time, but if you yes. use it to make improvements that will put you in a better place going forward. I hope that's sure. so brilliant. You're absolutely right. You need to be yeah. innovative now. But, you know, some are people saying you need to grow right now. This is a time where, you know, in these horrible economic downturns, the greatest businesses have come up. But they just need to be, the concepts may be different. It's not always the, the conventional one. So right. people need to be so innovative and creative. Right. And now is the time to take a huge risk, quite frankly. I mean, because the way of doing things as usual, I think one area I think is takeout. I think... This concept of sitting down and having dinner, which I love and I'm going to miss, I don't know how common that's going to be anymore, at least for the interim, for about 18 months. A while, yeah. I, I just don't know. I don't know if I want someone to serve me with a mask. I don't want to see the chef with a mask. Uh, I, I, These concepts are, are, listen, there's nothing wrong with a mask. You know, Everybody's using it for their safety and others, but right. I, don't, I don't know how we're going to be accustomed to it. Are we going to go to a pub? and watch a football game, if that exists. Everybody has masks on. I, I, I don't understand how these bars, quite frankly, are gonna make it. Uh, what do you think? Have you heard anything about these, these little social places, like the cheers of the world? I don't know how no. it's gonna work. Well, I know some of them are open. Not cheers, mm -hmm. but I mean smaller restaurants. Right. And they're doing their best to try and serve the community. And I keep reminding people, you know, that who's open and, and please support them. Yeah. But I think that um, it is going to be difficult because how do you go into a restaurant? You're right, wearing a mask, but you can't eat with the mask on. So you have to take the mask off. So I think it's been a while before we can actually sit in a restaurant again. Um, but that being said, thankfully, we're coming into nice weather. Maybe those that have outdoor areas and maybe there'll be more outdoor areas made um, just to accommodate people. It goes back to your, to your previous point. 
all these entrepreneurs and rest- and small business owners have to be extremely innovative and creative and they, they need to be adaptive mm-hmm. uh if they don't adapt they're going to be perished and it's a shame i mean imagine having a business for 20 years you spent your whole life they call it their baby a lot of these people and your baby's gone like it's what do you do uh but people are adjusting and uh they need to inv- innovate uh oh sorry about that Okay. You, you there? Yeah. We hear you. Hello? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We hear you. You're good. You guys there? Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah. 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 We can hear you. Oh. oh sorry we, about that. I apologize. Ah, great stuff. I can't Mark. hear you, though. You can't hear us? Oh. Check. Hey, Martin. Hello? Uh, hey, Martin. Hello? Yep. Can you we hear can, me? <laughs> no. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you I hear? I can't me? hear you guys though. Oh, okay. Well, are we, are we done? yeah, we're pretty much out. out. We're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We're good. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It really, uh, because of the type of work he does, really brought in a lot of things going on right now. So this this should be very interesting for people to listen to and to think about because there is a lot to think about right now. Adaptation is going to be the word for the next several months. If you can adapt, you can survive. Yep. And you just have to figure out what you need to do to adapt and go with it. And, you know, people who are like, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. No, that's not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. You you really have to learn to be adaptive. Totally. Like, like us going to live stream now with our (laughs) podcast. So, and and I, beautiful <laughs> studio. I miss it. I know we miss the beautiful studio too. Um, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get there. And I mean, it's only a few people that ever are in there. So we, we could kind of come, you know, we'll probably be one of the first businesses to be able to open up because it's no, never more than like two or three other people in the, in the room anyway. So, um, Yes, we do well, look the, forward to the that. The is adapting. We're, yes. doing our, we're doing our events via Zoom, and we're trying to keep people connected and upbeat. Yes. And this Thursday at 10 o'clock, we've got our women's networking coming up, which is always a great um, get-together with a lot of lively conversation. And um, next week on Monday, May 18th, we've got a free one-hour bodyweight boot camp with Gym Guys. Thanks to Gym Guys. They are doing that for us. And um, next Wednesday, we've got morning Zoom networking, men and women, May 20th, 9 a.m., and then um, a speaker breakfast on May 21st. And the topic is marketing during the pandemic. So that's going to be a really good one also. Very um, relevant for right now. Because everybody's watching TV, needless to say. I mean, some of us are <laughs> binging on TV. Yes. to do. And I am blown away by the commercials. I love the new <laughs> commercials. Because it's not me, me, me. It's 
Yeah. We want to help you with exactly. it. Exactly. We know what's going on. That's yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a somber voice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like a bunch of noise and stuff just hitting you and then on to the next commercial and it looks the same. Yeah. It, it, it's a and they're innovative, they're, yeah. they're compelling, they're compassionate. Great. Mm-hmm. Really great. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Even marketing has switched it up. So, yeah. uh, yes, this was a a great episode. Uh, I learned a lot from Martin from all of his uh, his information. Yeah. And I know. I wow. Know. Um. Yeah. And you know, to um, Martin's books are on um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his podcast, New Jersey Law, uh, and he has his law. His law office is, I think, a Satrian group, a Satrian right? Group. Yes, right. yes. So if you want to get in touch with him, if you're you're having an issue with any of the the four things that he just named off to us that that he's really seen a spike in lately, um, yeah, he's he's great, easy to talk to, and uh, he'll give you some great advice. So um, definitely check him out. Um, and all and, our podcasts are out while you're looking to binge on something. Exactly. Let's go. Uh, our members <laughs> on our podcasts. Yep. And we're on Apple now. Woo, woo, woo. Now we're on Spotify. Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yes. So please uh, get the reviews up now that we're now on Apple. Uh, leave comments. Let us know. Uh, what you think you want us to, to add to it. Um, thank you so much for for checking out um, Members at Work podcast. Any, anything else you want to um, say? Be healthy. That's all. Exactly. Wear those masks. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you want to start your own podcast, you can contact us at uh, oneofoneproductions.com. Uh, we're doing live streaming to Facebook like we're doing now. Uh, we're doing all these types of services for businesses. Uh, actually, we've, we've done it for another member, Vonda. Yeah. Her Homes by Vonda series. We've been doing every Friday afternoon. Uh, check that out on her Facebook page as well, which we share all the time on, on, on the, the Chamber right. Facebook page. And if you're uh, a member and you haven't done your podcast yet, reach out please, to me. Come on. This is the perfect time to get it done. Yes, yes, yes. So everybody, thank you again for listening uh, from Martin, Hope, and myself. Let's go. Thank you so much.